What's up, everything? The Blues are back, and they're on top of the world, baby. Three games, three victories, two against the presumed best teams in the conference. Bennington looks sharp, Pareko looks healthy, Tarasenko looks motivated, the kids look good. It's about as good a start as you could possibly hope for from the St. Louis Blues. Of course, that's terrible news for the 2G1C podcast, because we need things to talk about. And that means we'll talk about whatever topic comes to our demented minds, so strap in, folks, and let's go Blues! Friday, caught myself, October 22nd, it is uh, a cold night in uh, Baldwin, it's an even colder night in this chest freezer that we have now been moved to in a basement in Arnold, the um, the washing machine in the corner is dr- going right now, the drying machine, I'm pretty sure that co- clothing was soiled by blood, Ian, not sure we're getting out of this situation, but how are you doing, are you trying, are you looking on the bright side of life? At least we're in the best uh, suburb of St. Louis, Arnold. Yeah, yeah, that's number true. One, number one, only about, you know, number one, number two is Plaza Front. Now that's right, that's right. But number one, Arnold, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the weird thing is the chest freezer. It's not. It's not plugged in. We're not like currently freezing. It's room temperature in here. Yeah, but. It just seems like a weird power move by this, you know, guy that keeps moving us around his basement. Or girl. Well, <laughs> we haven't we haven't met him. It's weird. They're commanding us. Maybe we could just walk out the door. Yeah. Maybe this is just there. Maybe it's a psych experiment. I don't know. You know. You know these southerners. We'll figure out. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so they are from the deep, deep south yes. of jefferson county are they they're technically jefferson county yeah i right? believe so gotta be if you're from jeffco you're a get, out. Person. <laughs> Just get out you should get out i'm sure we have listeners in jefferson county and listen it's fine it's great you're great you're I've had no problems you in Jeff county. you personally are great but i think you probably understand the reputation your county carries <laughs> and that's not my fault i didn't create that okay yeah. We live, you know, we didn't choose to live up here on top of Gravel Bluffs. That's right. We are staring down at the <laughs> valley that is Jeff. In Oh, boy. Jeffco is like that dark part in uh, The Lion King. It's uh-huh. the uh, elephant oh, yeah, where the, sh- where the uh, sun doesn't touch. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I first heard of the city Glencoe, I was like, wait, there's a Glen County? Because I was just so used to like Jeffco, you know? Yeah. But that's not, it's got an E at the end and everything. It's a so city? it's very different. Yeah, Glencoe is not. Where is it? It's like unincorporated by the oh, airport. Glencoe, Missouri. Barely, barely. Ooh, massacre of Glencoe. Uh oh, uh oh. Unincorporated on the west side of the Merrimack, north of Eureka, in the southern part of Wildwood. I guess nowhere near the airport. And it is the site of the massacre of Glencoe. Oh my God, who got messengers there? Nope, never mind. That was in Scotland. I'm very confused. Oh, that's what they named oh, it after. Oh, Glencoe was named after. Yeah, yeah. you got it. You got it. You got it's it. like Mexico, Missouri. <laughs> Do we want to dive into the massacre of Glencoe this early, or should we save that we till we're the... searching for topics at the end? 
folks. Maybe we'll save that for a fun, spicy <laughs> ending. Hey, Halloween's coming up. It is spooky season. That's true. So, you know. Uh, speaking of spooky season, Evander Kane's NHL future is... Go- it's a ghost. It doesn't I was, exist. I say, would you say it's in question, or would you say it's over? Yeah, I think it's. I think, I think there's done. no. I think our man's done in the NHL. The NHL announced on Monday that Sharks forward Evander Kane has been suspended for 21 regular season games for quote an established violation of and lack of compliance with the NHL NHLPA COVID-19 protocol. 21 seems oddly specific. Yeah. Right. A quarter. Because that's what it takes to win blackjack. Oh. And he, <laughs> he's, he's a gambling problem. It was a real kick to the shins for a minute. It's game. like when those players want their number uh-huh. and their uh, AAV. Oh, we'll give you your number hard and fast. <laughs> Here's 21. You hit. You hit. <laughs> I made it. At that, Steven, at that price point... <laughs> At that price point, he can hit. He can hit. Oh, boy. All right. I, uh, a good start. A good start. I held on to the water. I'm pretty You're impressed. Spicy. I'm pretty You're impressed. Spicy water. <laughs> uh, I, found, I know every parents are parents and kids are kids, and I get it, but I have a friend, a dear friend, who calls uh, for his young child, probably two or three, calls a uh, Sprite yummy water. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't like that. I don't care for that at all. If the kid said something like, my daddy gives me yummy water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, if a kid just walked up to the street, can you, can you help me? My dad's looking for yummy water. I'd be like, kid, I can help you, but it's not gonna. Be, you're not going to be seeing your dad anytime soon. Your dad's out of the picture. <laughs> Oh, boy. But enough about Jeff Coates. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Evander oh. <laughs> Kane's suspension is without pay. He is not eligible to return until San Jose's. You were very brave to take that drink right then. I know, yeah. San Jose's, were you, like, regretting it mid-drink? No, or I you, swallowed it real you felt good. You felt good. All right. Huh, he's not eligible to return until San Jose's game November 30th in New Jersey. Kane was scheduled to make $7 million this season in the fourth year of a seven-year $49 million contract. He will now forfeit almost $1.7 million of that money to the NHLPA's P- Player Emergency Assistance Fund. Man, man, real shot in the arm for the Player Emergency Assistance Fund, I'll tell you that much. Kane released the following statement after the news broke. I would like to apologize to my teammates, the San Jose Sharks organization, and all Sharks fans for violating the NHL COVID protocols. I made a mistake, one I sincerely regret and take responsibility for. Uh, During my suspension, I will continue to participate in counseling to help me make better decisions in the future. When my suspension is over, I plan to return to the ice with great effort, determination, and love for the game of hockey. Kane was also being investigated for submitting a fake... Oh, Kane was being investigated for submitting a fake vaccination card, which is illegal in the United States and Canada. Perpetrators are subject to five years in prison in the U.S. and up to six months imprisonment and a fine of $750,000 in Canada. Get your crap together, Canada. (laughs) Six months? Six months. Come on, it's forgery. It's forgery. (sighs) Ah, Evander... 
You know, I, I, I thought he was kind of a shithead. <laughs> I had no idea. Right? I oh. mean, when you saw Bufflin flipping him off in the Jets locker mm-hmm. room, you're like, oh, yeah, this this guy doesn't seem like he's very good in the locker room, right? Doesn't seem like a locker room right. guy. Uh, but that's all I thought. I thought that was the tip of the iceberg <laughs> and the entire iceberg. But apparently it was just the tip. Um, <laughs> just for a second. Just the tip. Um, man. And yeah, so he's also being or was being investigated for um, betting on on games, not necessarily uh-huh. his games, but any games which you're still not allowed to do as a player. And I don't know what they found on that, or if they're just accusations at this point and nothing else. But still, there's a lot of scummy shit going on with Evander Kane. I'm really kind of surprised that they didn't just suspend him indefinitely. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. What's, really it, what's he going to come this? back on November 30th and just be there in New Jersey like? I just can't, up, I can't imagine people in this league like him very much. No. Like, you're just... You gotta, like, toe the line in the NHL. Like, the number one thing, the number one bad thing you can do in the NHL is draw attention to yourself. And mm-hmm. he keeps drawing it. He's like a Pictionary artist, you know? Because he's just drawn and drawn and drawn. <laughs> um, right. Go ahead. Sorry. So that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, they've got big, the NHL has big, uh, remove the cancer from your locker room and suddenly your team is good energy this year with the, the with the Sharks and the Sabres, but, which, by the way, that narrative is always a ridiculous oversimplification and obviously probably almost certainly not true in the Sabres case, but um, it is interesting for sure. So, yeah, Kane's gone. I don't know. Do you think we'll ever see him play an NHL game again? Uh, yes. Yeah, but I don't feel like we should, though, right? I feel like he'll play this season and they're going to find something else that... They got to... I guess the only the, the only thing back. is, like, the Sharks aren't going to pay him $28 more million for nothing. So, like, uh, they're going to, like... Unless they find a way to also void the contract. Well, that's why I'm surprised that some of the stuff, like betting on games, or mm. even the COVID thing, I'm surprised that wasn't written into the last CBA or, you know, whatever these, like, emergency COVID protocols yeah. were, that it's like, hey, if you violate this stuff, we can just terminate your contract. Mm-hmm. The NHL will would hopefully try and find any way to terminate contracts because they do not like the guaranteed contracts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you would think they would try and sneak <laughs> that anywhere possible, but obviously the NHLPA has got to agree to that stuff, too. And honestly, truthfully, if you're committing crimes like forgery, I think you should be able to right. Oh, that's, that like actual, that's like a federal crime. Yeah. Like yeah. They're like, well, you know, we uh, got to keep paying 21 them. Twenty-one games should send a message to this guy. I'm like, I don't think NHL laws have to be above <clears throat> like federal <laughs> federal laws. Well, that's because you never met Gary. That's right. Technically, the NHL law is international, so, oh, yeah. you know, if you think about it. Because I am kind of above the fucking I U.S. Constitution. Part... <laughs> they didn't plan for old Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Garriman? <laughs> there isn't one, is there? Uh, Charlie McAvoy, eight years, $76 million, $9.5 million a season. Uh, I think this feels high because it's like a Boston contract and they don't pay anybody what they're right. worth. So it feels very high, but it's probably about right. This is, it is shocking to me that this dude is like still 23 or 24 or whatever he is. I like he's very young. I can't, yeah, how is he not, he's got to be like 27. Hadn't he been in the league for he's, 14 years? He'll be 24 in like two more months. <clears throat> how long has he been in the league though? Like six years? Did he start at eight? He, start, he started in seventeen eighteen, so he started when he was twenty. Uh, I don't like it. 
Um, let's see. He, in his career, has played 237 games. He has 124 points. I believe the one mark against him, really, by Boston fans, because Boston fans didn't really seem to like this <clears> contract. <throat> like, I'm <throat> sure they're glad they have him, but for the money, uh, they think it's a little high. The the thing they have against him is that he's not a big point producer, yeah. and I thought he was. I thought this guy was supposed to be like a huge power play specialist. I thought he was Tory Crew. Yeah, pretty much. I thought he was, and was kind of be crap defensively. But apparently, he's actually halfway decent defensively, and offensively is where he struggles a little bit more. I wouldn't say he's bad. He just probably isn't worth the nine point five million when it comes to his offensive yeah, output. Yeah, but isn't that also partially just hasn't ha- gotten much power play time? Yeah, I mean. I, that could be the case, especially with the fact like that last year was the first year he played mm-hmm. there without Krug. Um, his points every season have been pretty consistent. <clears throat> 32, 28, 32, 30. Um, power play points, it looks like it's probably a lot a lot lower. Like Power play goals, 2, 1, 1, 1. Um, so yeah, not very, not 5. Is that right? Really? Man, 5 power play goals? In his career? In his career? Wow. Dang. That's wild. That is nuts. I wonder how... I hope he just didn't play there very often. Would be my, would be my hope. Yeah. But, yeah, that is that does seem like a lot. But maybe he is your... Um, I don't know. He's your two-way player, right? And he's also your number one defenseman. Uh-huh. And he's going to be there a long time. And he is pretty young. So, I don't know. It is a lot. But I wouldn't say it's a crazy overpayment. Yeah. I'm willing to give him this money over some of the other guys that got this money. Yeah. Over like a Darnell Nurse. I, I think, think you're also in that territory where like because of the age, yeah. there's like no, you're buying all of his prime. So mm-hmm. there's like no wiggle room on the contract to be like, yeah, well, you can go get another big contract when it's over. I oh, mean, if yeah. he's good, he can get another contract, but it's not going to be his big money deal. Right, right. So he pretty much had to stand his ground. If he was going to sign eight years, he had to get his money here. And and if anything, you're <clears throat> Boston, this is kind of your own fault, too, because mm-hmm. you waited so long for literally like five other defensemen yeah. to all get that exact same contract, and now you can't look at him and be like, hey, man, we just don't think you're you're a Darnell nurse. You're no or Seth Zach, Jones. You're not Zach Wierenski. You're not Seth Jones. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. He's like, no, man. You, I, I'm i kind of surprised that he only got that. Yeah. Uh, well, and also, they signed Derek Forbort for three years at $3 million, You know, They drove up the price a little bit themselves. This is your so own like, fault, Boston. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten Patrice Bergeron for umpteen years. It's less than $7 million. Pasternak's less than seven million. Marchand's barely above six million. Even Taylor Hall signed four by six. You know, so they're they're known for getting guys in on the cheap. Brandon Carlo's making dirt relative to how good he is. He's making four point one million. So it's just like somebody was going to break that trend, and I'm glad it's McAvoy. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about who's hot and who's not, Ian. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this weird start to the. Uh, NHL season that we have here. Ian, who are the hotties in the league? Well, obviously, your St. Louis Blue is very hot. Uh, Our very own St. Louis Blue. We Caliente, we'll yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about them later. Yeah, it's almost, well, It's like the bulk of the podcast yeah, yeah. will be about. For once. Uh, Florida, Florida Panthers are hot. You, We kind of expect them to be. I mean, I think a lot of people thought they'd be good this season. I think they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. Other I mean, than your St. Louis well, Blues, that's right. of course. 11 goal differential, four wins. They've played some pretty decent teams, mm-hmm. I think. So, Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'd Even say Bobrovsky's Florida. looking sneaky. Mm-hmm. And Bobrovsky's very streaky, that rhymed. 
So, um, so don't. It could be like don't go sleepy. <laughs> this could be the season where it's like ah, third Vesna. You know, that's fine. Yeah, if you got that in your back pocket, even if it's for ten million dollars uh, a season, that's pretty yeah. good. That's a pretty good deal. So you got Florida, you got Minnesota, who I think everyone thought would be pretty good too. Uh, still with Kaprizov and and things going on, but I think they played some good teams. They played a really good game against uh, Winnipeg a couple mm-hmm. days ago that went to like OT and they won six five or something like that. Buffalo is the craziest hot team. I mean, yeah. they've even played some decent teams. I believe. And won. I believe they got dumped tonight. Yeah, they finally, did. So. Reality kicked in when they played yeah. Boston today. Linus mm-hmm. Allmark. His former team, he couldn't couldn't give him a W. Yeah, uh, he wasn't playing along, so maybe they'll fall back to where they're supposed to be. I'm almost, I'll say, it's almost guaranteed that they will. Um, but it's still fun. I think it's fun to start the season. You know what? It's not all bad here for now. Even though we as fans, if you're a Buffalo fan, want it to be bad for the draft, picks. <laughs> don't ruin it for us, Buffalo. It's fine. I like some fun, but don't ruin the draft picks. And then Edmonton, who's playing right now against Vegas, they're also, uh, they're probably, aside from the Sens, like the Sens are fun and young, but Edmonton's actually the best team in Canada currently. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as we go to the people that are not hot, uh, you'll see a lot of them are Canadian teams. Yeah, yeah, they're not, uh, they're not doing so well there up north. Really, anyone north of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mon- those non-traditional hockey markets, baby. Montreal is 0-5. It's almost like, you know what, I'm not going to dagger him. Jake Allen's not the problem, but he's also not the solution. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's almost, I, it's, oh, I'll just say it. It's almost like Jake Allen shrivels up under a spotlight and isn't a starting goalie in the NHL. He's never been a starting goalie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost like. Uh, they're learning that. I've heard that. Jeff Molson, is it Jeff Molson? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on a first name basis. Yeah. Jeff uh, is looking <clears throat> at GM replacements. I saw a rumor on Twitter from a person. Well, because like Bergevin's on an extension year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean. One of the names is Patrick Waugh. Oh, I was like, baby. that'd be spicy. That would sure be spicy. God, that'd be hot. If you went back to GM and it was, it, it would be. A train wreck. Yeah. That would be the best part of it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, if you're a Montreal fan, oh, no, boy. No, no, but no, for no, the rest no, of us. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You get Patrick Waugh. Yeah. You fire your coach. You get John Tortorella in there. Nope. Doesn't speak French. Can't, oh, that's right. Can't be John Tortorella. But if he tries, God, can what you if imagine? he tried? And he's like, <laughs> uh, uh, parlez-vous. <laughs> ah, fuck it. And then he just walks up. Porky. <laughs> Do you mean porquois? I said what I said. <laughs> I said, what I said. You know what? <laughs> I come into your <laughs> province, <laughs> and I try, and you're going to get all up in my face. Hey, when you come to New York and you say, forget about it, I don't say, do you mean forget about it? So, you know, pretty much same thing. Get that. John Tortorella says, you fucked. Uh, <laughs> speaking of you fucked, the Chicago Blackhawks, they're not suddenly a great team. I'm going to rant on this a little bit, because I got problems with this. We talked about this all, we talked about this a lot. Yeah. And the NHL media, there is nothing they love more than seeing a team in a big market make a couple of marquee moves and not evaluating the actual impact of those moves at all, but just deciding they're going to be a good team now. Mm. Jonathan Taze is going to be back. They're going to be good. And um, Seth Jones is rotten. 
He's not, not just he's like actually a bad. He's not player. just like overpaid or okay, but on a big contract, he is an active negative on your team. That you're, he's like a glorified Cody CC that you're paying nine point five million dollars for eight more years. Oh my god! And Mark Andre Fleury is what 36, 37, and we yes, he won the Vesna last year. He deserved it. He was phenomenal. He was also playing behind a really good team with a really good defense. Yeah, like and suddenly, structure. not behind that, he's not very good because he's old. And he also, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go full into Penguins territory, but it's not like he's been a a Vasilevsky level goalie throughout his career. He's been pretty reliable, but he's usually much better on better teams, and that's not a surprise. That's normal. But like, those were their two big moves. They didn't. They didn't add other defenders at all, other than Seth Jones's brother, who's probably the better of the two. Almost would have to be. Um, <clears throat> they added like Tyler Johnson, you know. I, yeah, that's the weird thing is they they'll give you um, Seth Jones and you go, well, he's not good. Like you Mark Andre Fleury, and like mm-hmm. you said, behind a better defense, maybe you know makes a bigger impact. Um, plus, you can't expect him to stand on his head for like half, you know, half of your season. And hope that's good enough to get in the playoffs. So there's two down the drain. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, we also have Tyler Johnson as our third-line center. You're like, oh, got it. So big improvements. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made, like you said before, they have big names that they went out and they got. And that's, that's notoriety. That's something that pundits are going to look at and be like, oh, look at these people. Look what they're doing. They got Jones. They got Flurry. People know these names. Great. But it's just not, they're adding them to a team that's not very good on its own. And they're not doing much to necessarily help it either. Yeah. I mean, I was really hoping for my <clears> fantasy <throat> team, at least, that Flurry would be enough of a shot in the arm. They just play well in front of him because he's this veteran guy and he can be a leader in the locker room. And then his performance, too, helped them to raise their level a little bit. And it was kind of they were feeding off each other. But it just hasn't been there yet mm-hmm. um, for my fantasy team. Again, I hope that they improve. <laughs> uh, but for, you know, reality, Can't I hope they continue s- to, uh, to to suck there. Um, I just didn't think they'd be that bad, right? It's kind of the same with Montreal. Yeah. Where yeah, I'm like, this I is... thought they'd both not be good this season. But to start off like on this foot. Yeah, I'm eating. I'm uh, I'm. Talking a big talk this week, but I definitely think they didn't think they were garbage. I mm-hmm. thought they were just not nearly as good as the media thought they'd be. Mm. Uh, but they look pretty garbage. <laughs> how how soon is Jeremy Colleton fired? Uh, That's got to be like immediate. That should have right? been like how is it last not already year, two years ago? Well, sure, but like, dude, you're zero and five. If it's zero and six, he's gone, right? Yeah, they're like you can't even. What's their upcoming schedule? I bet. Let's look at this. I don't know. We play them pretty soon, I think, and within like the next two weeks, I want to say we're gonna have a hot dog situation. They host the Red Wings to Sunday night. If they lose to the Red Wings, I mean, they were already booed off the ice the other night, and they get booed off the ice. He's gone because then they host Toronto, and. They have that's on Wednesday, so they'd have two days to get a new coach in there. He's mm-hmm. gone. He got be gone. If he's not, I mean, they should already be looking to get rid of Stan Bowman. But like, if he's not, this is all Bowman mess, man. Oh yeah, Stan Bowman's garbage. But you, I, <clears throat> I can't imagine as a fan of the Blackhawks that you see Jeremy Colleton behind the bench have any confidence. You have Stan Bowman as your GM, and you have any confidence. You have like 
sexual assault allegations being investigated on the team you root for and just being like, and you suck now? And you suck <laughs> and now. And you yourself admitted <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I would feel so demoralized. And I would I would definitely boo this team off the ice if for I was sure. a Blackhawks fan. Um, what is going right that. in that franchise right now? Yeah, that's what I mean, nothing. Is their Kane, pipeline good? Kane Probably got, not. Kane uh, got thousand games yeah, the other day. that's true. He got a silver stick. So, you know, good for him, I guess. Cool, cool. And Jonathan Taves came out for it, and he looks aged. We play them on the 30th of October, on the second night of a back-to-back for them. I don't know about for us, so. Nice. Hollow's Eve Eve? That's right. All Hollow's Eve Eve Eve. That's the real spookiest day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Winnipeg, not doing well. I haven't uh, paid attention to that. Are they I doing real bad? I don't think they have any wins yet. <clears throat> Let's see. Western correct. Conference. They are now 1-2-1. One, 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 but mm-hmm. I don't know if they were when you wrote these notes. Another, another team that was supposed to be, you know, top of the central. Yeah. I mean, obviously, all of these teams can rebound, but it's kind of like, eh. That's with Colorado too. Colorado's kind of struggled. Mm-hmm. I mean, we beat them. Uh, who'd they lose? Who else they lose to? They lost to um, some other sad Detroit, team. didn't they? At one point, they lost to somebody they shouldn't have lost to. Someone real sad. They lost to the Panthers, I think, which is like fine. Oh, maybe that was the big but, one though, or maybe that was like the six and six to two or whatever. Four it was. to one to the Panthers, six to three to the Capitals. Capitals. That's right. So I mean, those are good teams you're playing, but it was kind of like, mm. yeah, but not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Vegas has looked kind of iffy. Again, they don't have they didn't have um, Stone. They don't have Patriotti, as we'll talk about when we play them. And also Seattle, a, a little on the sad end, where you're just like, oh man, you looked really good against Vegas in your first game. Oh, you won your second game against Nashville, and in all their games since then, they've they've looked all right, but they've definitely yeah. looked like an expansion. They're team. expanding the old-fashioned way. Man, when you see their who can score on that team, like there's <clears> Jordan <throat> Everly, there's Jaden Schwartz is the second human I'm going to mention when we talk about scoring, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I got to be real honest with you. They took a big bet on Jaden Schwartz as a top end forward. That was a mistaken bet. Yeah. There's a reason that he was willing to sign there, I feel like. I mean, I know it's closer to home and all that yeah. stuff, but like, they probably also gave him the most money, I bet, because other teams weren't going to pay him like a top line forward. <sighs> Yanni Gord's back. Maybe he'll help. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to be garbage all season, but I do. Garbo. I do think they're probably top five, ten pick. Scrap it. Yeah. Dump how, it. Look, how soon do they, they move do they Seattle to Quebec to City? Houston. Ah, there we go. Uh, immediately. Yeah. I think, I think we're like two to three years away. But tomorrow's their home opener, I think, right? Yeah, against Vancouver. Opposite our home opener. So hopefully they'll get Is it going to be a drubbing? Uh, I hope not. Probably. <laughs> I want to see the inside of that stadium. Yeah, it looks nice. It's cool. I saw some photos the other day. Somebody in our timeline had some interior photos. I used to play the uh, Dota finals there. The international, the national, the international. It was very cool. It was a different time in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about I that. hate when I get distracted and think, and then I just sound like an asshole. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing it. Ian, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go, go crazy. That's crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Colorado Avalanche game, which was 
so crazy. The Blues' first game of the season, which feels like forever ago already. It, it was many, many moons ago. Um, the lines, uh, there's the SOP line, the standard operating procedure line. Oh, and no, gross. That's actually a pretty good name, though, because they are like able-bodied veterans. I was so, say, they're definitely not the POS yeah, line. No. <laughs> because none of them are really hold that angry. No, no, that's right. Uh, Bra- well, Brandon Saad used to be a yeah. piece of shit, but people can <laughs> change. People change. <laughs> and it's just uh, him going from the Blackhawks to the Blues. Uh, According to some people, like Tory Crew, Prawn is a piece of shit. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> but not anymore, nope. though, because on the same team. But, but yeah, he didn't actually change. Yeah, he just changed teams. Tory Krug changed, and David Brown's the same. <laughs> uh, Jordan Cairo, Braden Shin, Pavel Buchnevich. For a time. Pavel Buchnevich, we hardly knew he. <laughs> James Neal, Robert Oh, now Thomas. we know he. Yeah, very oh, we well. know he very well. <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko. Jake Neighbors making his NHL debut. Tyler Bozak, Ivan Barbashev. Krug Fox, Scandella Pareko, Walman Bortuzzo, and Jordan Bennington. Colorado was a little shorthanded. They were missing Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landis Coggin, jo- uh, Jonathan. Uh, Devin Taves, Devon Taves, I think it is, which I hate. But I think they say Devin, but it looks like Devon. But I think, uh, maybe, okay. Maybe uh, people are mispronouncing his name, though. Valeri Nachushkin and Jack Johnson, which was not a loss. Really, that's an advantage. Yeah. But he did score their first goal of the season, so you know, you're, uh, you're, missing, you're missing a key contributor yeah. in Jack Johnson. Also, he wrote, uh, I don't know, any Jack Johnson songs. Uh, uh, only want to be with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Pretty Close. Yeah, pretty much. He wrote uh, <clears throat> Banana Pancakes. Bubble Toes. God, these sound like Jack Johnson songs. Yeah, you, you definitely could, wrote those. You could have just said words and you would have gotten to Bubble those. Toes? Uh, no like you. You ever think about how much richer he is than we will ever be, yeah. too? That's okay. Enjoy the Jack Johnson outro. <laughs> never. I will never. I probably will, though. I mean, if we're honest. Uh, it just depends just on something. Just skip to the end. just depends on something captures my attention between now and then. Skip to the end. Come back. See how wrong we were. Capturing attention included Justin Falk capturing the first goal of the season with an assist from Jordan Cairo and, uh, and Tyler Bozak. Yeah, who cares? Uh... <clears throat> we took it, gave us an early one goal lead. It was uh, it was nice. We yeah. we didn't dominate this period, but we had the early lead. Um, we'll move through this game a little faster. Braden <laughs> Braden Shin uh, he scored the second goal on a wrister off the Kyrou pass and the Vucinavich assist, and then something happened. Ian, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> something was wrong with the spinky meat. <laughs> Uh, that was a really weird goal because he scored it, he celebrated, and then he immediately Just took skated his... Skated off down the tunnel. Yeah, he took his glove off, showed Bushnevich and Kyra, who both looked like semi-alarmed, uh-huh. <laughs> and then Shen skated down the tunnel, and I guess it looked like he dislocated his finger, <clears throat> yeah. and then they popped that sucker right back in. He was fine. I don't know what it came He's from. fine now. Yeah, he's great. Shorter, but a good-looking <laughs> flat man. Uh, 
if anybody knows that reference, you know, shout us out on Twitter. It's a great, it's a great uh, Parks and Rec reference for folks who get it, but it's pretty obscure. <laughs> you you have to be pretty smart like me to get a reference <laughs> like that. Let me tell you. David Perron made the score three to nothing with assists from Sod and Pareko, so our new boys get uh, points and back to back goals. And uh, then it was all rosy from after from after that point, right? Yeah, and the three nothing. Yep, Andre Burkowski scored late in the. Second to give them some hope, but David Perron scored again. Power point goal, uh, you know, 651 into the third. So it's probably settled now. Varvashev and Falk on the assist is four to one, and we're probably good, right? Right. What happened Wrong. from there? <laughs> uh, yeah, then I believe they they pulled their goalie, right? I think they pulled yeah, their they goalie got a power with like, play. Yeah, with like five minutes left uh, to be like 6 4. And this doesn't appear to be a power play goal. Is it because they pulled their goalie? Possibly, yeah. Anyways. Um, Tyson... Or was it four on four and they pulled their goalie, maybe? Maybe it was Yeah, like... yeah, maybe. I thought there was a six on four moment, though, when they yeah, were like, I oh, think shit, they pulled their goalie. Yeah, I think there was. Either way, we were outnumbered. <clears throat> Tyson Joe scored, uh, assisted by Comfer and Rotten. I was with uh, just a little under six minutes left in the period, mm-hmm. five and a half. And then they did it again. They pulled their goalie again. And we were like, uh-oh. And it worked. JT Comfer scored. Uh, first goal of the season. This is by Kadri Makar. And you're thinking, great. Yeah. It's four to three. I'm feeling not now. good at this point. I'm feeling very not good. <sighs> we were about to be feeling worse. Yeah. Uh, with just under three minutes remaining, Joe scored a goal for Colorado. What looked to be the equalizer goal, but it was overturned upon a review due to Joe's kicking the puck into the net. Uh live it didn't look like he kicked it i didn't even know what they were stopping to review i yeah. was like what's the deal goaltender interference they were in the paint um but no it was a kick and i think every angle they showed unless we were distracted uh on saturday i didn't see the kick and then i saw on a replay of colorado's feed that they showed it and it's so fun i actually like colorado's commentators they uh-huh. feel really homery but yeah. they seem like they can they can understand another good team, and they don't they don't hate on everyone's players or anything. And it was so funny to be like, we don't see a kick. This seems kind of crazy. Where's the kick? Uh, I can't tell there. I can't tell there. Like, ah, I don't think they're going to turn this around. And then they show the clip where it does look like a kick, and you hear them both go, ah, yeah, that's a kick. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still like, giving up. They're like, ah, yeah, you can't, can't do much about that. Can't do that. <laughs> um, Come on, Tyson Josty. We were saved. That was Rosty-toasty. If it was 4-4. I mean, we're pretty pessimistic on here, but I think we're right in saying that that would have been a loss. That might have gone to OT, but it was going to be a loss. Even if they just hadn't scored there and hadn't had the overturned goal, I think they would have scored later. Mm-hmm. The overturned goal was like the break in the momentum that we needed, and then Ryan O'Reilly buried the uh, the carry it all the way to the net empty net. <laughs> he was like, "I will not be missing." This. One of my problems with our team, like I get it, you're under pressure, you're trying to, you're trying not to get scored on, but like we never try to escape the zone and score the empty netter unless it's just like handed to us, right. and we need to be doing that more. There's so many botched opportunities <laughs> what, of clearing the zone. I'll tell you what would be really cool is if we had some defensemen who were, like, speedy and uh, had good hands and could, like, exit the zone with the puck and then, you know, skate down ice or whatever. You know, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I want Scott Perunovich here, damn it. Everything's right with the team, and I'm still complaining. <laughs> uh, but the Blues win 4-2, 5-3. 
uh, four and to five four to five <laughs> with the Chinese checkers rules and the uh, is that racist? Is Chinese checkers still okay? I honestly God don't. Know. I don't know. I think it's fine. Probably. Is Mantilla racist? <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, the Avalanche have more shots, more faceoff wins, less power play success. Uh, thank you, Noah McKinnon or Landis Cog. Uh, fewer penalty minutes, fewer hits, battle, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Corsi 4 percentage was tilted in favor of the Avalanche at even strength, as was the high danger chance percentage, as was the expected goals 4 percentage. So not a game we should have won by the metrics, mm-hmm. but a game we did win. How'd you feel after this one? Relieved? I felt relieved. I did feel relieved. I think we tweeted that this felt this was the closest to a loss a win could ever feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially at the end there. But I was happy to get the win. I was, again, pessimistic going into this game, I think, prior to learning that Landis Coggum and Kenner weren't going to be in it. I was like, ooh, this is going to be rough, especially because we just got swept by these dudes uh, super recently last time we played hockey. So it was nice to get the win. I was, I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh... Uh, yeah, I got my brain. My brain's broken again. That was a nerve-wracking game at the end, to say the least. And to pull it out was like I wouldn't say we showed resilience, quite frankly, because we did allow the fourth goal and it just didn't happen. But um, it was a little worrisome. It was more worrisome after we almost did the same thing against the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> you know, hey, it's all good, baby. James Neal sits out against the Coyotes. He's already done. He's toasted. <laughs> um, Ivan Barbashev moved out to the third line. Clem Costin draw, draws in at the right wing on the fourth line. I read that as draws blood for some Draws reason. first blood. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was in fact Clayton Keller <laughs> who drew first blood. Chesterfield's um, own. Rambo 2 first blood or whatever it was. Wasn't it not the first movie that no, was first blood? No, it was the first, first, oh, okay. first one. And what it, well, then what's the, what's the trilogy order there? Isn't there something weird going on? Rambo trilogy. Let's... <laughs> First Blood Part 2 and Rambo 3. That's it, what it is. Rambo 3, Thrice Blood. <laughs> thrice the Bloodening. It's Rambo, which I guess was First Blood. Oh, no, those are the video games. First Blood, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, and then in 2008, Rambo, and then in 2019, Rambo Last Blood. They made a Rambo Last Blood? Yeah. Do you think it really will be the Last Blood? Probably not. No. How old is Sylvie Stallone these days? He's got to be pushing 70, right? Yeah. Uh, His face is pushing 90. He's pushed well past 70. He's 75. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, and his face, not so good these days. Um, His language was never good, but now his face (laughs) matches it. Clayton Keller, Chesterfield's own two second goal of the season, power play goal. He doesn't like Gus very much. Doesn't see. I think right. he's just sad that he's not on this team. Yeah. I think he's sad to be in Arizona, which I would be too. Clayton, if you can convince them to retain half of your salary and trade you for almost nothing, then I'd love to have you on this team. <laughs> come over. Come. You know what? I'll give him Quim Costin for half of Clayton Keller's salary. <laughs> a 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make a deal. It's a treat to you. Come on, Bill. Come on. You drafted Quim Costin, right? You love him. You love him. And Costin and Yaskin on the same team. Oh, baby. It's Murderer's Row of disappointing former Blues European prospects. Don't speak ill of Clem Costin. Right. He's been good. Hey, I'm not I'm not crapping on him yet. And Pavel Buchnevich didn't crap on this game yet when he scored his first goal of the season, assisted by Kairou and Krug. Uh, Krug sprung Kairou for a two-on-one with Buchnevich. Kairou passed the puck over to Buchnevich for an easier one-timer and his first goal as a blue. And that was all that... Uh, eventful that happened for Pavel Vishnevich in this yep. game, Ian, right? Why don't you tell us what happened for Pavel Vishnevich? <laughs> I was saying, that was it, and it really was. Yeah. That was it for Pavel Vishnevich. <laughs> uh, so Vishnevich collided with Ladd in front of the Coyotes bench later in the period, and Ladd was a bit slow to get up, but he looks fine, and this will play into stuff later. Uh, then sometime later, after a play had been whistled dead, Kraus skated over to Buchnevich, unprovoked. JR claims, or Jeremy Rutherford claims, that it must have been the hit on Ladd that Kraus didn't like. And uh, Kraus proceeds to cross-check Buchnevich up around the shoulders. Kraus does it again right before the official gets in the way to tie the two players up. And then Buchnevich decides to uh, lunge forward at Kraus, leading with his head. That's called a headbutt. Mm-hmm. And is illegal. Right. Use your head! Fine if you're toe to dial. Not mm-hmm. great if you're Pavel Buchnevich. That's right. Kraus gets sent to the box <clears> for two <throat> minutes for cross-checking, and Buchnevich gets a match penalty for headbutting, which means he's ejected from the game, and the Blues have a five-minute penalty on the board. Yikes. I, when seeing this live, it was a little unbelievable, and because mm-hmm. it was so quick when it was happening live, too, I was like, did he, did he try and headbutt him? Or was he like pushing him, and it kind of yeah. just looks like he's going forward? And then they showed the replay, and I was still kind of like... Okay, he definitely did try to headbutt him. What are they gonna? What do you do with that? Is that just a normal penalty? Mm-hmm. And then when they said, "Oh, it's a match penalty," I was like, "Ah, fudge." Because <laughs> um, this was after he high stuck, high stuck, high stick someone in the aftermath, the game after the Wilson game, and mm-hmm. got suspended for that. This is basically like his second suspension in like three games. <laughs> When when uh, Tom Wilson injures you, he, <clears throat> he fundamentally yeah. changes you in a way. <laughs> sort of like wrestling the fiend, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, this uh, somebody in the leadership squad, they just need to have a little chat with Powell. Uh-huh. They uh, and I mean this sincerely. They need to pull him aside and listen, tell him, "Listen, we got you, bud." You ain't yeah, got You're not on the crap. You're not on the Rangers, Rangers anymore. anymore. You, you ain't got to fight your own battles. We're here for you. Let Justin Falk go over and face wash, uh, you know, Lawson Krause next time or so. You know, like, I'm sort of tongue-in-cheek, but, like, sort of for real. Because yeah. it, it's pretty queer this guy's got a little bit of uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a desire to stand up for himself a little too aggressively. Well, that's the thing, too, with, like, the cross-check, right? It was like, yeah, man, that's, that was a pretty brutal cross-check. And cross, or, uh, Krause got the penalty for it. And you're thinking, man, if you do almost anything else, you try and punch them even uh-huh. in the face, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 and break it up. Yeah. And maybe you get roughing. Maybe you get five minutes for punching in the face, but you don't get necessarily a match penalty. Mm. Almost anything else you could do, but you decided to try and headbutt him. And that's like the one thing you can't yeah. do aside from murdering him on the ice. So yeah. just just better decision You could have cross-checked him back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the neck even. It'd be all right. You'd be all right. <laughs> Which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. When you think oh, this about league's it, messed up. But just don't think about it. Don't think that about it. That headbutt did it. next to nothing to Lawson oh, Krause. Yeah. The cross check to the ear might like hurt, like 
concussion. And he ain't got no ear. That's right. Uh, and then it was uh, it was Lawson Krauss who scored the next goal, making it two to one. Tic tac toe goal right as the power play is expiring. Technically, it was over, but we weren't back to full strength yeah. really. Kessel and Ghost Bear getting the assists. They got to get Kessel out of there. I know he's on the last year of his deal, so he will be traded out of there at the uh-huh. deadline. But I'm like, don't let this man trade wallow him here. there. Sure, he's a playoff killer. Trade Wouldn't him. that be wild to add him? Trade him here after Tarasenko's gone. Oh you know? yeah, mm. you can even have ninety-one. Do you th- oh, oh, I would like would it, riot. but people, people would, would be furious, and I would eat up every <laughs> second of it. <laughs> you weren't even born in 91. Shut up! <laughs> uh, then uh, proceeded to transpire the greatest five minutes in Blues hockey history. Justin Falk, 11-10, scores the equalizing goal. After a scramble in front of the net, the puck slides to the high slot where Falk collects it. Falk fakes the shot, toe drags around a diving Roussel. Don't you, don't you do it, Alexa. What are you doing? Oh, she's recharging. She's fine. Uh, and whips a wrister pass Hutton on the near side. Good job, Justin Falk. Equalized goal. Power play goal, 2-2. Two to two. It's a great toe great drag step. move. He's got some hands. And not the best toe drag move we're going to see in this I game. I know, right? Oh. Oh. Uh, Jordan Cairo gets his first, his less impressive goal. Tarasenko deserved an assist on this goal because she pressured the puck carrier Dezingle in the corner who threw it out. And Aaron pass, which uh, Cairo intercepted. Cairo shoot it. Shot it, an absolute laser from the right dot, and beats Hutton over the left shoulder. Clem Costin, uh, just under two minutes later, uh, Thomas dropped the puck to Costin, who just came off the bench. Costin wires one from the left dot and passed Hutton. Uh, less than a minute later, Neighbors took the puck behind the Arizona net and defends the puck from Strawman. He had uh, he did an amazing job there. You can highlight that in a second. Bozak set a legal pick. To get (laughs) neighbors some room. Neighbors skated out from behind the net, passed the puck to Costin in the slot, and Costin banged home his second goal. I almost said bung home. Banged home his second goal of the season and the game. And then you've seen it by now, no doubt. But under a minute later, again, Jordan Cairo with assists from O'Reilly and Wallman. Wallman to O'Reilly to Cairo as Cairo entered the zone. Cairo toe drags. From the right side of the Arizona zone to the slot, Gostas Bear is falling. He dives to swipe the puck away from Kairou. Kairou dodges to his left around a splayed-out Gostas Bear. He goes backhand, forehand, and roofs the puck over Carter Hutton. Genuinely a goal of the year candidate. I don't think we're being uh, over-ecstatic when we say that. Certainly a Blues goal of the year candidate. Quite possibly a league goal of the year candidate. It was real nice. It's crazy because even though this is all within five minutes... The first Kyrie goal, you're like, all right, all right, all right. We're up, like, what is it at this point? Three to two. You're like, mm-hmm. this feels good. We're back on top. And then those the cost and cost and Kyrie goals are so quick. And, like, it's an insane. I was still like, man, Clem Costin's got two goals. And then Jordan Kyrie did his dipsy doodle move. I'm like, what's happening? Oh, that was... What is going on with this team now? They're fun. They're, they're young and they're fun. And I'm yeah. not ready for it. I'm yeah. ready for it, but I don't I don't know if I am. Playing this year's Arizona Coyotes will be a cure to a lot of what ails a lot of NHL right. teams. And that's I will point that out. I know we talk about the end, but like I saw some people saying, like, hey, you know, Blues beat Colorado without their best players in. They played Arizona who stinks. They beat Vegas who, you know, doesn't have Patrietti or Stone. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dude, I get it. We I get you can only play the teams that are in front of you and everything, but 
they it's won... confidence building too. And they won three very different games. Right, too. right. They're all very different. But like I would even say even though this is an amazing game, this wasn't even their best game of oh, no. the three. No. Uh as uh Christian Fisher's and Travis Boyd's goals um short in short succession in the third period to make it what was it six to four mm-hmm. uh made queer those were not uh great fisher skated from the right corner to in front of the net shot the puck bennington made the save amongst the sea of bodies fisher collects his own rebound and scores what do you think went wrong here ian marco scandal <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah when fisher moves out from the corner Preko, who is the far defenseman, goes down on his belly to take the pass away, and that left Scandella, who is in between the guarding, in between guarding Kessel and getting to the front of the net where Fisher was uh, moving, in order to stop him there. It kind of stinks because this is not a power play goal, but it was another goal that happened as the power play was expiring. Uh, so there was two of those in that game. Uh, so they were, you know, they weren't at full strength at this point. Scandella has a lot of real estate to guard, but I was sort of like, we just kind of let a dude walk in front. I feel like I've seen this a number of times. Like, yeah. I don't know why we're doing this, but okay, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah, not great. Travis Boyd's goal, not great. We couldn't clear the zone. The puck ping-ponged around in the slot, bounced out to the high slot for Boyd, who scored. Uh, it was 6-4. to four. I wasn't feeling great. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was the Coyotes, and I wasn't like panicking yet Mm -hmm. but i would have liked to not see us do this in back-to-back games but hey ivan barbashev gets a goal 12 minutes in uh one timer from a pass from thomas and it's seven to four and we stop the onslaught we get a comfortable win here we're the better team always feeling good how'd you feel after this game i felt great i felt amazing even though the coyotes scored those two late goals uh i felt Awesome. Like, it just showed a lot of the youth was here to play. Obviously, Kyra and Costin, neighbors had an amazing assist on that second Costin goal, just, like, defending the puck behind the net. Against the seasoned defenseman and Strawman, like, he just looked... Neighbors never looked less out of place than, like, at that moment. He, he's he staying up totally the whole year, right? I know we talked about this. It, I, got I just don't see... I'm kind of of the mindset that if you wanted him up here after camp, mm-hmm. and... You really have to have a compelling reason to send him back down. And what's your reason? I really Do you really think he's going to be he's going to develop better in the WHL than he is at the NHL. Yeah. If he can hang in the NHL, I think the answer is no. If he looked out of place, which he hasn't at all, then of course you send him back down. Tomorrow's game is against um <clears throat> the Kings, right? The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's game though is Bushnevich's second game served, right? Like, yeah. he's not playing tomorrow, uh-huh. but then he'll be back for the next game, which is also against the Kings. Uh-huh. Um, I think... So, Neighbors has to play tomorrow, for sure, because Saad can't play because of COVID protocol, and Bushnevich is serving a second game in his suspension. So, Neighbors has to play by default just because we just need, we need bodies in there. And obviously, because he's very good. What I wonder is when Bushnevich comes back and Saad comes back, presumably Saad too in that second game on Monday, mm-hmm. if Neighbors still plays in that game, I think he's here to stay. Mm-hmm. I think if they pull him from that game, then they're kind of trying to extend his nine-game look and everything and get him a feel for the locker room, and I think it's a little more likely that they send him down. But I think if they've made a decision in their head like, yo, he's just staying, 
then there's no point in doing this weird resting thing where they try and just keep them here as long as they can yeah. before they send them down. They go, fuck it. You're here. You're here for the rest of the season, buddy. Let's burn the nine games. Don't matter. Um, so in my opinion, if he plays on Monday, I think that will tell us that's a lot. A, that's a very wise breakdown, man. I got to say, that was yeah. very smart. I don't expect <laughs> intelligence from you, but you, you delivered it nonetheless. I woke Stephen up. That's was, right. Oh, uh, line of logic. What, what would I have said instead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you go, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I will say the only the only thing I would mention is that we have we did with uh, Thomas kind of extend the nine game trial mm-hmm. and then kept him anyway. So well, that's the thing too. Even if they extend it, sometimes it's like, dude, you're just also tired like you're young and you've never played this many intense games. Also, in your life. like if there's one long term injury before the nine games up, he's staying. You know, like yeah, there's nobody, there's no forward in the AHL right now we'd rather have than Jake Neighbors, right? So and the thing of it is too, like I kind of get. Prunovich being down in the AHL because it's like uh-huh. we can call him up whenever we need him and he is getting top line or top pairing minutes and he is playing against men and everything so he is learning and all that junk all that crappy crappy junk mm-hmm. but neighbors down in juniors is doing nothing I saw someone on Twitter today that was like hey you know if he goes down there then he's getting top line minutes and blah blah I'm like against kids he just lights up it doesn't matter anymore dude yeah like if I go sit in a fifth grade math class mm-hmm. I'm gonna wreck those kids at math yeah. And it means nothing. Yeah. It means zilch. This is like if you play a video game on Rookie and it's like, well, but then why do I get lit up when I play online? It's like, because you're playing on Rookie. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you can't go down to the nothing skill level and expect to be challenged. Yeah, you know? You're and not I, learning anything at that point. That's... It just makes more sense for me yeah, here. Yeah. So, I personally, I'd be pretty surprised if he's not up here the whole season. That mm-hmm. wouldn't... He'd have to, to me, really show, like, a mistake or some, like, some big, like, uh-oh sort of That's thing. what I mean. I just haven't seen a moment yet. Or like, get injured. I guess if he got injured, we'd yeah. be like, yeah, we're not burning a year of a contract on an injured player, you know? Right. That just seems interesting, too, because, like, he's had some moments where he hasn't gotten the puck in deep or whatever, mm. but there really hasn't been a moment yet where I've seen him playing going, oh, boy, that's not going to be good. Like, yeah. Ruby's not going to like that. Every... At the lowest, it's just like, ah, he looks a little tired out there. That's uh-huh. about it. Yeah, he's uh, he's been real interesting. A revelation. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he's my neighbor. The, the Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, I'm just keep <laughs> trucking, keep yeah. reading. Yep, the Vegas Golden Knights came to town, and by came to town, I mean they stayed home, and we went to their town. <laughs> they came to their on town. On Wednesday night, and the game started, the game was scheduled to start promptly at 9 p.m., so it started about 9.25 or so. Yeah. Um, the Gotta TNT coverage, though. Oh, good. Very nice. I wasn't real confident the first game, but it seemed a lot better in this game. Jim Belushi sounded the sirens. Uh, is he a Vegas was, native? I, I think he's just a famous person. Maybe he is. Uh, Bennington and Lanier were the goalies. Buchnevich was out with a two-game headache. Stone also missed. But uh, it was a little bit familiar sounding because Darren Pang, even though it was national broadcast, still calling the game. Just He just had to tone down the Blues homerism just a little bit, which honestly... It's really good at. Yeah. Like, I don't think if I was a Vegas fan, I would have felt like, oh, Pang's just rooting for the other team. I don't think he went too hard with it, but I think the whole broadcast overall, granted we were the winning team, I was kind of surprised 
how much they talked about the Blues for the other team being yeah. Vegas, who is like yeah. NHL's current golden child. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, they really are no up on the Blues. Wow. Yeah, that whole bro- I mean, even the studio team, mm-hmm. even Wayne Gretzky, although Wayne he Gretzky is a homer, was uh, he lives in Ladue now. He's yeah. moved back. That's right. Paul Bissonette was pretty high on the Blues. Paul Bissonette's that's pretty high that's on a lot of stuff. <laughs> that hair, eh, I don't know about that. The perm, uh, not a good look. I think it is a good look, but only because it's him. How? I mean, I get how, and I'm glad he's there. I think he's a good person. But how? How is he there when like people can go and listen to the the Spit and yeah. podcast and oh, hear him talk fuck. about like yeah. shitty Cindy or whatever? Yeah. Be like this one girl I had sex with, shit her pants and shit all over the bed. And I had to like help clean it up, and this is after like a bunch of out, al- like you know, tons and tons of alcohol we consume. And that's a great story. It's one of the best stories I have on there. But I'm just like, <laughs> and they were, and they were like, you know what? You're on national TV, baby. Yeah, you know what I noticed about Paul Bissonnette is how genuinely, legitimately dumb he is. He's dumb as a rock. <laughs> you need that. I you saw a clip the other day where he was, where he learned for the first time oh, no. that Mexico is in North America. <laughs> Because he was trying to explain to the co-hosts how Colorado is a southern market. And they were like, it's not southern, it's western. And they were, and he was like, yeah, but when you talk about all of North America, it's like, it's pretty far south. Oh, no. And they're like, uh, not with Mexico included. And he's like, oh, shit, Mexico is part of North America. I mean, no. I hate to break it to you. But there's a number of like 20 or so other countries that are part of North oh, yeah, America baby. as well. Let's not let's not break the poor boy's brain, you know. Ease him into it a little bit. I uh, don't listen to that. There are times where I listen to it more regularly. I don't listen to Spit and Chickwitz religiously, but that show has the best clips of any show. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're all those guys just burning each other. Although speaking of burning each other, Wayne Gretzky was freaking ruthless against Bisson. It should be. Good, yeah. They shouldn't share a stage. Don't rest on your laurels of like, I was just the better player. Yeah. Like, really give it no, to him. Yeah, just burn him. He can take it. Uh, the first period started. Jeremy Rutherford tweeted, we're 16 seconds into the game and no points for Cairo yet. He, uh, he's he got jokes. Jeremy's got jokes. Uh, Costin's heavy forecheck on Carrier drew a hooking penalty. That was a nice play. It was a decent power play effort. A little flat, but kept it in the zone. Robin Lanier looked hot, hot, hot early in the game. He looked very good all game. Yeah, he looked pretty good all game. William Carlson with the eight minutes in goal, assisted by Smith and Martinez. Uh, Falk failed to center the puck in our zone uh, and attempted to, I guess, in the Golden Knights zone. I forget how English works. And uh, that attempt led to Smith and Carlson streaking down the ice opposed by Krug. Krug tried the fall-in-between strategy that never seems to work. Bennington actually got over and made the first save, but the rebound went right to Carlson, who tucked it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you; I felt like we were probably doomed when they got that first one because, like, we looked good and Lanier looked solid, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh, there's gonna be like one of them three to one." Ironically, sort of like we scored one late, and we like people were like, "Oh, but the Blues played really well," and I'm like, "Yeah, but we didn't win, so I don't care." <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we were out shooting them like 8-1 to one or something at yeah. this point. And I was like, oh boy, if we can't score like this, we're going to have rough troubles. Tarasenko made a nice attempt to dangle in. 
Uh, obviously, Tarasenko is kind of the show. The story of this game we'll talk about, I'm sure, at the end. Uh, hard to know if he's just trying to show off because a national game or show off because it's Vegas. Or maybe he's this motivated to look good. It'll be or inter- just show off. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch the Los Angeles game and see how good he looked because he certainly looked... He, I dare I say it, he looked a lot like the old Vladimir Tarasenko How dare you? in this game. Uh, Peyton Krebs had a good chance. Pareko got over to stop it. Uh, Kyrou had a ridiculous dangle, um, but the puck went the other way, and the Knights got an even better chance out of it. Tarasenko had a great play where he showed some separating speed and got it crashed in on net but couldn't bury it. Robert Thomas loves to make low-probability passes out of high-danger shooting areas. And it's not pretty. I don't like that. He needs to work on that. However, uh, the second period began, and Brandon Saad scored his first goal with the Blues three minutes and 21 seconds in. Uh, the Blues made an entry. O'Reilly pulled up and dropped to Perron, knew exactly where Perron was. Perron's shot from the slot is bo- blocked, but it bounced perfectly to Saad in the high slot, and he shot and scored between the pad and the arm. A little bit of a lucky carom, but to be fair, their first goal also went right to a defend- uh, shooter's stick, so mm-hmm. kind of even out. Tip uh, tap. Saad's first goal is a blue. His 172nd career goal 100 that seems too high it's probably like 133 um no 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 you said 172nd and then what was your second guess 133 (laughs) uh you were close to the first time oh yeah 185 career Ah, goals not bad brandon did he have some like 30 goal seasons in chicago early on with uh his first year in columbus oh yeah 31 goals. Yeah. And he was still, that trade was... He was, still, a, Cy, he was a Cy Young, 31 yeah. and 22. Yeah. What did they... Okay, wait, he went to Columbus. Yeah. What did they trade back? Oh, no. Who did they... He... They traded Didn't Saad they trade, to Columbus for... Oh, what? they traded Saad to Columbus earlier, and then they traded Saad back to Chicago yeah, for Panarin. Panarin. But, like, where did, what did they get God. for Saad when they traded him to Columbus? I don't know. Let's look it up. What a, like, I like, I like Brendan Saad now, too, because he's on the Blues. But what a, and that's not his fault, but what a terrible trade. What a just god-awful trade. He's a restricting free agent, and they traded him. Alex Broad cursed Michael Pagliota to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Jeremy Morin, Marco Dano, Artem Anisimov. Okay, I guess okay. that worked out okay. Corey Tropp, and a fourth-round pick. Jeez, they had a, that was a big trade. How did they trade Artemi Panarin? They were like, we're not going to keep him for the next two years. When he's done in two years, we're not going to be able to sign him. I'm like, then just keep him for two years. Or trade him for your future, not for fucking Brandon Saad. But Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane wanted Brandon Saad back. And then they traded him to Colorado for Nikita Zadorov. Has this dude been involved in the most terrible trades of all time? (laughs) Man. We can't trade him when he's done here. We no, just we gotta must let keep, him, him, just keep him the whole keep time. Keep him or let him walk. You yeah. can't trade no, this guy. No, trade him. We're screwed. If you trade him, we're screwed. Um, <clears throat> you know, if Brandon Saad is on Team US, which he probably won't be this year, he could join the Triple Gold Club because he has the other two. Oh. Didn't know that. He's also an American, which, to be quite honest with you, I would not have guessed. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. 
So we know who we need to trade. Not even to. a not even a guy from Minnesota or Michigan or New York. No, a real god, honest to god steal mine in town. Yeah. The Blues got a decent pressure early in the third. They held Krebs to give the oh uh, sorry Krebs had a hold which gave the Blues a power play, but it was real ugly and I don't want that. <laughs> uh, however, as Paul Bissonette predicted correctly Mm -hmm. vladimir tarasenko with his first goal of the season kairu's fifth assist his seventh point of the season i think uh in six in three games um braden shin got the other assist but really i think we know who gave the primary assist it was alex petrangelo our old buddy he absolutely just he just straight up gave the puck to his replacement, Tory Krug. I've always said Tory Krug better than Alex Petrangelo. Yeah. Uh, the very Krug, least equal. Krug had a quick reaction. Everybody had a quick reaction. The Blues had a three-on-one, essentially, with Shen, Kairou, and Tarasenko. Tarasenko buried it on his seventh shot of the game. He'd been searching. Uh, and then after the play, a scrap, a fracas, a, a Donnybrook, if you will, between Vladimir Tarasenko and Alex Petrangelo. Um, man, I... Saw that, and it really feels like those two guys didn't like each other. Mm. I know that they're going to play the nice thing in public and say, well, it was just in the heat of the moment. Except Vlad didn't even say that. Well, he said, true. I don't want to talk, talk about it want to talk about it. Talk to that guy. Um, my anguish isn't good enough to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> if I could, I would. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was a, an interesting coda to that. Alex Petrangelo's first Blues goal of the season um so very nice uh they didn't really look super threatened the rest of this game eventually got the empty netter by Varvashev. um Barbashev, i thought had a great game mm-hmm. um deserved the empty netter and we won three to one uh we actually had the more of the high danger chances slightly i mean expected goals were almost 50 50 um we did not have more Corsi four, but a pretty good game, pretty even game. What were your overall thoughts? I thought this was their best game uh-huh. uh, of the three. I mean, you beat Colorado. I saw some people say we squeaked by. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. If you want to say that for Late. me, the Colorado game, I don't quite agree, but I'll buy that at least. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, was very even. I think both goalies looked really good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But, like, that goes both ways. Then Laner could have let in a few more, too, and it could have been 5-1, right. you know? Like, it was a very even game, but it, I'll take that against one of the best teams in the league, a team that's supposed to be contending for a cup. Yes, they didn't have Patrick. Yes, they didn't have Stone. But you still feel good beating that team. Yeah. Like, you can't take that away from me. Like, oh, you're right. This is just, like, beating uh, Dallas or mm-hmm. whatever. Who cares? No, like, this felt good. Then you gotta you can't take it away the fact that they're in Vegas stadium too right. like that's a tough stadium to play in, um, and it's a re- that was just a really good road game, <clears throat> like that's the other yeah. that's a big piece to it is like sometimes it might be an even game and a boring game but if it's on the road that's kind of what they want and this wasn't even boring I mean the shots for both teams are over thirty five a piece, I thought even though the shot total was high I didn't really think Vegas had any chances that were like insane no. Um, which is good, which speaks to our defense and everything. So I thought this was their strongest performance. I think it was their best performance. I was glad to see it. I hope it continues into uh, tomorrow. I 
I was pleasantly surprised because I really thought after that seven four drubbing in Arizona that they're going to be pretty high. A lot down. They're going to be pretty high on themselves. Uh, You're going to have some of the young guys be like, you know what? I can do a couple extra moves and then just get burned. Um, but no, I thought I thought in <clears> fact <throat> all our Russians I thought looked really good. I thought Costin actually had a pretty good game. Stayed physical. I think if he can stay physical, he'll stay in the lineup. Yeah. Honestly, like that's just what they need out of him. I think it's one of those things that they've had Baruby talk to players about or comment with young players. It's like, you just got to tell them, like, hey, we need you to have the work ethic because the reason you were even drafted in the first place and are in the position to be in the NHL is because you have skill. Right. You will just, that will just automatically flood out of you <clears> in the <throat> moment. Mm-hmm. But we need you to try, like, every shift. And so I think with a guy like Costin, because he has a bigger body, if he's always making his presence known out there physically, I think... It's going to engage them. It's yeah. very much like Braden Shen, where the more physical they are, the more engaged they are, the more they're getting other people's skin, and then they're in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Barbashev looked really good. He could have had two or three goals in this game. Tarasenko looked really good. It's I don't know. They they they're clicking in all of these different ways, and it's good to see. I mean, even Perron, who's had what two goals, two goals now. O'Reilly hasn't had a goal yet, but like that top line still looks pretty good like they look O'Reilly had the empty netter oh that's right that's right um they just look solid like I've heard of people say oh that first line looks all right I'm I'm not seeing a lot from it I'm like I think they're getting your toughest defensive matchups matchups so like as you'd expect they're gonna they're gonna be your steam back they're guns to be your steam back (laughs) that's just how it's gonna be so yeah, I don't know. I'm, and then on top of that, too, Bennington, I think, has looked really sound. That dude looks like he's playing for Team yeah. Canada. Man, that he had such a great, amazing glove save on Rotten in, in the Avs game. Uh-huh. He had another really good one early on against Vegas, too, that I remember. It was either that or it went off of, like, Pareko's stick or something. But he, he got over in time. If it had reached him, he would have saved it. Um, he's Did Jordan really Bennington win uh, World Junior Gold? Let's find out. He couldn't have, right? Must wouldn't we have? Right? Wouldn't we have known that? Wouldn't we know? We wouldn't have been making fun of him so early uh, on for just his name. Yeah, it doesn't appear to have won World Junior. Gold. He's won ECHL gold. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, he did win the OHL championship at one point. That's such a that triple gold club is so crazy because like you can be disqualified from it before your career begins. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't, then you have, like, your whole career to do the rest. <laughs> I think that's why it's so elusive is, like, so many people could just not win the World Junior Championship. And then you could never get it. And then it. you're screwed, you know? So, um, Jay Bowmeister, though, he's done it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you can. I think Bennington and Tarasenko were kind of the story of this game. Obviously, Jordan Cairo is on a, on a real... Uh, Real heater. Robert Thomas, I think, is he's not putting up a ton of points, but he's looked really good, really confident. The dude needs to shoot more. Mm-hmm. I don't even think, like, I don't think he's ever going to score a ton of goals, but he just needs to not be afraid to take a shot when he's in a high danger pat- chance. I know he can pat, I know he makes insane passes, and maybe you make, maybe you can up your goal scoring percentage from 65% to 90%, but if you're trying a 5% pass, then that's not a net win. You know, right. like, it's like, you could do it, it might happen, but maybe just take the shot from here and see what happens, look at your rebound possibilities, that sort of stuff, you know? Like, that was the one thing that continues to bother with bother me. I think Pareko hasn't looked 
great, but he doesn't look ill. He doesn't look ailing He's or weak. He's not injured, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't mean, when I say he hasn't looked great, I just, he hasn't looked anything, you know, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's not looked bad either. I think our power play still could, uh, <clears throat> you could do some work on that too as well. Like, I think we're moving the puck a little slow. I feel like against Vegas especially, we were dusting it off a lot, and it was like, ooh, that's a good position. And then by the time we had looked up from the puck and decided where we were with it, they were already in passing lanes and shooting lanes. And it was, it just needs to be a little more deliberate, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, both units, I think, have looked looked all right, but nothing crazy. I think the PKs looked actually pretty good. Um, I'm glad that we have, like, Bushnevich playing that too. I think Saad plays PK as well, so, like, it's a big... It's a big deal to get two guys that can both play on your power play and your mm-hmm. PK. Yeah. Um, especially when you're, I guess, losing It'd be nice like if Schwartz. either of them could play at all. <laughs> it is sad. It is sad they can't play tomorrow. Yeah. Though. You're like, have your big home opener. You're like, those two guys we got, not here. Not, not available. Uh, let's not talk about why. Um, yeah, so I think we both had the idea to ask for Twitter questions. So... Um, let's uh let's uh let's go through them i'll go through the ones we got last night first since those people have been waiting longer it doesn't matter they'll get the answers at the same time but maybe those people will need to pause between their question and the other question or maybe their cats who are the only people that are actually listening will walk out of the rooms cats are mercurial you know they'll do whatever they want so uh, you like that it's word i knew it i knew it as soon as i said it i knew i was gonna get a groan from you uh, speaking of, you want to talk about cats? We can talk about cats, baby. I've been dying to talk about <laughs> no, cats all day. I That was like a weird fever dream last week. Yep, but we're going to go back to it someday. These people just have to wait. Jack Johnson didn't write any songs about cats. As far as I know, Ray Varelli's Blue Gloves asks, Favorite type of taco? He asked a bunch of questions, as he does. Which is greedy, Ray. Yeah, that's very greedy. It's greedy, but you've been the team. Think of the other people. You've been the team's G, the team's trainer for like seventy three years, and your son's a trainer in Springfield now. So, you know, we'll answer them all. Favorite type of taco? Uh, Doritos Locos Taco, number one. I don't know if that counts. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big taco guy, not because I'm anti taco, but just because I'm like pro every other kind of mexican food so i'm never like yeah i gotta get the tacos today a good a really good like shrimp taco is probably number one for me um but those can go bad too so if i'm talking just dependable i know i'll like it every time it probably is the doritos locos taco i i think if we're talking like just purely fast food i think Oh, the Jack in the Box tacos? Because they're terrible, but I love them. I do like their mini tacos. No, I like Doritos Loco tacos as well. Okay. But I was going to say... Um, you've, ha- you've had four taco, right? The puffer yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Are we want ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are, are huge, too. I yeah. think I got like two, and I was like, I just needed one. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are good. I was going to say, go anywhere on Cherokee Street, obviously. Very good tacos. There's a place that they cook them outside in front of the restaurant. I cannot remember for the life of me. They're very, very good. Uh-huh. Anything that does tacos where it's just like the meat and then it's like um, cilantro, onion, yeah, and don't that's put, kind of it. Don't do too much stuff in my taco. Yeah, if you just do a little bit on there and then you give me like lime to put on there. I don't need like a lot of sauce or craziness. Right. Just just make it normal. If the boys were a breakfast cereal, which would they be? I thought about this a lot, actually. My answer is Captain Crunch because it's reliable. It's always there for you. But once you eat it, 
a lot of times you're going to feel pretty bad about yourself. <laughs> so I, I think that's fair because I don't really like Captain yeah. Crunch. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't and like I any cereal. cereal. You're a bad judge. No, no, no. I don't like any cereal. He's a milk. dry folk. <laughs> He's a dry. Don't ask cereal questions on this podcast. He just asked for cereal. He didn't ask for he, wet cereal. He <laughs> said, "I." You just said cereal. It doesn't mean anything. And we might have new listeners to this podcast. We probably don't, please, but we might. Please, please explain. explain your your strange cereal fixation. Uh, I don't know, man. Do you ever chew on food? Okay, this is get real gross. I'm sorry, folks. I'm so sorry. Turn it off now. Beware. Uh, do you ever chew on food and then realize it's just like wet mush in your mouth? <laughs> and does that ever make you not want to eat anymore? Yeah. Because I, I it's very rare. But every once in a while, especially if it's some food I don't really like, I'll be like, <laughs> no cereal. I'm tasting this. This is good, but it's, it's wet mush. No cereal, please. Just wet, wet, wet mush. mush. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anyways, my point is that's how I feel about cereal before it's even in my mouth. So do you only eat it dry? I get you're probably not alone. I'm sure there's lots of other people. Uh, just not me. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can eat cereal. Uh-huh. Still have cereal bits in my mouth and then drink milk and be like this is good. But to have it floating in milk where it's like this weird Maybe breakfast you just don't sugar eat soup. fast enough. Maybe that's it. Oh, no, 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 Sue, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm very much a proponent of telling people like you don't know until you try it. You got to try it. Yeah. The last time I ate cereal and I'm not milk. trying to talk you oh no 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 it. no that's fine I know this battle I'm lost. just telling you like the last time I ate cereal milk I may have been I don't know four <laughs> like, been, I don't even remember I don't even remember when it was maybe I've never eaten it with with milk I feel like I must have yeah maybe you haven't maybe you should try it again if the blues win that's the it. Stanley Cup this year will you eat a bowl of Captain Crunch with milk in it Oh, but Captain Crunch tastes like ass okay. when it's dry. What, what do you like? Fruity, fruit, uh, fruit loops? What's your, pick your poison. <laughs> I feel like if I want to eat something that's not going to be a soggy mess, I feel like it needs to be like like mini wheats. Mini wheats are good. They're solid. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll eat those dry anytime. I won't force dry. you to do it. I'll just force you to eat black licorice. Neither of us oh. would eat black licorice. Gross. Mini wheats are the best dry cereal to be because they they're just big and crunchy. Although Reese's Puffs are really good. Dry? I'll just eat Reese's Puffs. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably. I, I haven't had that. them in a long time, but they're pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> Theo Hall- Halloran writes IRT. Is that in regards to? I guess. Sure. The which forward goes question. Neighbors doesn't count as a roster spot, so if he does wind up staying, which two forwards go when Sunquest returns? How does he not? Does he not count? I'm sure he counts. I'm confused. He doesn't count right now. I think it's like a 23 man roster where it's like maybe he he doesn't count on his tryout or something. Yeah. So like if we bring him, then he's a person. Um, Sunquest is a person. I uh, wouldn't be surprised at all to see James Neal get cut. Kyle Clifford definitely will get cut. I will, I will say that. James um, Neal has been a zero factor. I mean, it's and we fine. Haven't, we I have no need, problem with We him. haven't needed him to be it's a factor. It's pretty obvious to me that we got him as a locker room guy, and yeah. he is a locker room guy, and that's great. So maybe we keep him. Whoever said on Twitter that he was just a preseason dude was 100% correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kyle Clifford... Can be gone yeah, at the that's drop of a hat. That's an easy answer. If we have to shave another forward, who's our other extra right now? Nobody right now. Like extra? Right? No, he got yet. sent down. Didn't oh, he? Did he? I think okay. so. Joshua. 
No, he got sent down. I think it's just Neighbors and Cost and, oh, yeah. and Neil, and right? Yeah. And Clifford. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Uh huh. So in the event that two people need to go, which I don't I don't think that's true. I don't know that to be true. But if it had to be another person, um it'd it's... probably be Cost, yeah. <laughs> I guess, wants to be sent to the AHL. Um, but he's looked pretty good, but I guess that's the answer. I think the I think the reality is people are going to get other people are going to get injured. Things yeah. are going to happen. Your roster changes. It always changes. You never have just twelve forwards that are there most of the season. Um, but I really, Theo, I don't. I genuinely don't know if um, if that's, that that's even a is thing. true. I think you're lying. To How dare us. you? So, don't try and confuse us. Yeah, we're not that smart. You gotta at least cite something. Give us some context because. Listen, I'm real dumb. Ian's even dumber. um, But no, yeah. Don't listen to this podcast ironically. Yeah, no, you can't listen to it ironically. You can't listen to it at a bar crawl like the Snuggie. It's nothing like (laughs) the Snuggie. This podcast is nothing like the Snuggie. (laughs) Except that cats really enjoy both. That's That's the only only similarity. Giftbot2000 asks. This asshole. (laughs) Which will happen first? Gift Jeff, our good dear friend Gift Jeff, uh, who has no relation to Gift Bot. They're just they're just two two en- entities with the same first name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gift Jeff admits that he was wrong about Jake Neighbors when he said that he didn't think Jake Neighbors was all that good. Or Eddie Munster returns a clean table. Well, I got to be honest with you, Eddie Munster's never returning a queen table. So that's right out of the question. Although, to be honest, I don't think she should have yelled at Eddie Munster. <laughs> I thought it wasn't in the yeah. <laughs> She actually didn't yell at Eddie. I've seen this like a thousand times. Uh, I think I think Gift Jeff's I think he's a humble man. He's a he he's a soft you know, he he's a soft spoken man. He's a veteran. He's a good he's a good American hero. So I think he's gonna I think he'll admit him, his mistake about Jake Neighbors. Although Neighbors is from Canada and Canada's pretty close to Buffalo and he has some strong thoughts mm. on Buffalo. So maybe we'll bring him on the pod sometime to talk about Buffalo. Just a just a thirty minute invective against Buffalo. How about that? that sounds fun. And David Chisholm writes, will neighbors stay out the whole season and become a factor in the playoffs, a la Rob Thomas? We talked about this a little earlier. Um, my vibe is yes. It it just feels like it'd be weird to me at this point if we sent him down. But who knows? It's, it's certainly possible. Uh, would you like to ask your podcast questions since you solicited these independently of these? Oh, there yeah. are no rules on the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. This is two mailbags, one podcast podcast. <laughs> That's what this is. I think these are all different questions except for this one. That seems kind of close. Uh, toothpaste ravioli at Toothpaste. <laughs> this guy's saying those Toothpaste ravioli or girl. But it's at Toothpaste Pizza. Huh. So, you know, toothpaste, huh. some sort of French thing. Huh. French? French, Italian. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired. Uh, they're the same country, Fr- right? French pizza is now the official podcast title of this episode. French pizza, for sure. That's where you just make pizza on French bread. France, yeah, that's right. Would people do that? Probably. I would probably. Would. Panera probably already does it. <laughs> Have our French pizza. <laughs> You know what? I'm holding on to that one. That's not for Panera. That's not. They can have it, but it'll cost them. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. So Toothpaste Ravioli says, how do you see the situation playing out? This is very similar. Wherein Sonny comes off the IR and there isn't cap space. Is it simple as 91 has to be traded before then? Obviously someone else going down changes the conversation. Thoughts? So yeah, I think like we sort of talked about, someone's might be injured at that point by the time Sunquist is coming back. If not, I think you can clear enough cap space by uh, he's like two he's like two point seven five million. And I think with the and we only have like eight hundred thousand or something. So it'd be like a good two mil we'd have to clear or a little around there, I wanna say. So Clifford and Neil both get cut. That's one seventy five. I was kinda like see ya. Uh they'll figure it out. I guess I'm just not concerned. Oh, we have one point six seven four million currently. We're fine then, right? Oh, yeah, we just cut Clifford. <laughs> I, there's like, I have zero belief Kyle Clifford's on what this What bugs team me is I've heard people say, well, you know, he's a, I don't think they'll do it. Like, they should do it, but they won't because he's a veteran, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, you think, you think Dougie Armstrong gives a fuck? He won two cups, like, on the coattails of other Kings that players. Dude was about to, he, that dude was about to send Jay Bomeister into hell. You think he's going to send, you think he's going to hold on to Kyle Clifford? Yeah, nobody cares. Other questions? No, that was it. Uh, no, let's see. Uh, Gibbs asks, will Barbie get 15 goals this season? Uh, no. I think like 12. Maybe. You know, I mean, he's playing up a lot. The question is, do you think he stays out That's the whole I mean. time? I think he probably does. No. If he get, if that kid gets 10, a fantastic season. I love mm. him. I love him. He's a great, he's a great value. Uh, a guy that can actually play up and down the lineup like a lot of people want to uh, be the case. Jeff Ponder at jponder94 asks, where is your favorite place to buy hats in the St. Louis metro area? Uh, Stanzo brand fedoras. They're nice. Yeah. They're really nice. Uh, Jeff, i got to be honest with you. I've only ever seen one haberdashery in the world, and it's Lids in the mall. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't I haven't explored the studio space on buying hats. So mm-hmm. that I guess that would be my answer, just kind of by uh, definition. But... Wherever I bought those really sick uh, winter classic hats, that we have. Ooh, yeah. Was that? Di- it wasn't Dix. No, it was like Rally House. Oh, We were looking for those. Yeah, for a long man, time. those in the dark days. That was Carter Hutton wearing one. Oh yeah. On the bench, and I was like, dude, where did he get that hat from? Like, where is it that I can buy God, one? We looked for that for so long. I still have it. I haven't. I never wear it because it's just so nice. Yeah. Man, if they make hats that good for the Winter Classic oh, again, we're gonna oof. find them this time. Stands at Bram Fedoras. Check them out. They're pretty nice. Uh, and your last question there? Yeah, from uh, Let's Go Blues Which Radio. Could, let's just point out, could be Jeff asking a second question, question very which greedy. means he would deserve just as much shit as uh, Ray Barilli's Blue Gloves yeah. got. But I'm going to assume, for his sake, that it's Billy or Kurt asking the question. If you ask two questions, then you yourself admitted <laughs> yourself that you suck. People who haven't watched uh, either, either Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats or Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave have really, their understanding of this podcast podcast has just plummeted down a cliff. <laughs> uh, let's go to Lose Radio asks, which bear is best? Uh, well, that's a ridiculous question. Um, First there, of all, terrible there question. Are essentially, there are essentially two schools of thought. I think that was the answer they were looking for, since that's an office reference. See, me and, me and uh, the Let's Go Blues Radio, we're really in on the... Uh, were really knowledgeable about the office quotes. Um, I would say black bears are the are the uh, cuddliest. I mean, they would still you know pop your eye out and eat it like green grape if you got close to them. Polar bears are dope. Grizzly bears are obviously the alpha. Um, 
And that's a, that's about it. I've, I have seen a Malayan sun bear doing inappropriate things in the zoo uh, to itself. So, oh, I was know, just going to say, that, you're underrating sun bears. <laughs> they are pretty cool, but once you've seen one uh, having some, some private time right out there in public, you, you feel a little bit. It has a long time. Yeah, that, fortunately that was not involved in the private <laughs> it, time. It could have been. <laughs> oh, it could have been. It wasn't, but it could have been. So pandas are bears, yeah. as they call them panda bears, yeah. but I believe red pandas are not actually bears. Right, and koalas also not bears. But red pandas are fantastic. They're like little raccoons yeah. mixed with like cats, mixed with like a little puppy, and I've seen them at the St. Louis Zoo, and they're just as adorable in real life as they are in the pictures. Um, not Col- bears, I don't think, more like raccoons, but you know. Yeah, the red panda uh, is uh, endangered, sad, Um <laughs> continues to decline due to habitat loss, fragmentation, poaching, and something described as inbreeding depression. They're very sad. I get depressed about inbreeding, too. That's why I don't go to Jefferson County very often. Hey, yo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brought it back, baby! You got him. Oh! I deserve that. Uh, Despite its name, not closely related to the panda. Oh, poor Jefferson County. Maybe we should make the title, Do Not Listen to This, if you're from Jefferson County. I like the word arboreal. It just means you live in a tree. Yeah. But I'm, like, I'm arboreal. Oh, baby. Uh, did you name a favorite kind of bear? You seem kind of non-committal. Sun bear. I guess I named all the bears, so I wasn't really committal. Black bear is my favorite. They're in the tropical forest, baby. Some bears, they look chill. They're sunning. Mm-hmm. They're dope. You've never seen one whacking it in the <laughs> So, you know, you're you're in the queer there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Polar polar and black are my two favorite. And the opposite of the colors. You know, Ebony and Ivory living together. You know, polar bears color. aren't actually really white. The fur is translucent, but because there's so much, it makes them look white. Wow. Have you ever seen a shaved bear before? Type in shaved bear and tell me what you think of that. <laughs> I don't want to. It's very uh, scary. I don't want that. It's spooky season. Ah! That is so much worse than I thought right? it was going to be. What's that? Oh, I didn't want that. It's like a weird demon looking thing. I didn't want seeing that. <laughs> Is that like a breed of bear? No, no, no. That's just a but regular bear you, that's been imagine shaved. Imagine you saw that. Oh, I'd, in I'd the be woods. dead. It's the grim. I would just die on sight. It's like a what's the the big snake? The anaconda? No, no, no. In the in the Harry Potter books, the basilisk. Oh, and yeah, you just yeah. stare into its eyes. <laughs> and like, oh, no, no, <laughs> you Harry idiot! Potter Not a real <laughs> snake, an imaginary snake. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the nightmare. That's the that's the end of the world stuff right there. That's real bad. Definitely I, came I really out of like an oblivion gate. That. Yeah, they probably got a lot of those in Jefferson County. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what a shaved man yeah. in Jefferson County looks like. <laughs> He's oh God! Angry. Anything else you want to say about uh, anything or about Jefferson County in particular before we're done here, Ian? No, no, this no. This is a no. longer podcast than I thought. We're at an hour and a half. I... A very positive long podcast. Yeah. You know, we normally, as you know, if it's if it's uh, bad games, longer podcast. Oh, we wear it games, on our sleeves. Uh, shorter podcast. But yeah. you know what? We want to give it to the people. It's early in the season. Yeah, we got to have that energy high, baby. Yeah, Keep we, it up. Before we crash uh, right. in two weeks. That's right. Yeah, it could be bad. It could be bad real fast. So uh, hopefully things stay positive. Maybe we just won't lose. Maybe we'll go 82-0. and 0. 
and then get just drummed out of the playoffs. <laughs> but Aww. uh no, but you know, it's been a fun season so far. Hopefully it'll continue. Uh and uh we'll we'll look forward to it. Anything else any last thoughts? Um it's the bare necessities. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. That's the, is there a Jack Johnson version of bare necessities? Because if there I'm is... I'm sure he's saying it. Probably. That seems like a very Jack Johnson song. <laughs> Folks, and especially a moment to our uh, listeners in Jefferson County. If you're still listening, we, we truly love you. Not your county. Uh, please move. But the rest <laughs> of you, you, you as individuals, fantastic. And until next time, uh, sayonara. If you offer me a pheasant, I'd rather have grouse. If you put me in a house, I would much prefer a flat. If you put me in a flat, then I'd rather have a house. If you set me on a mouse, then I only want a rat. If you set me on a rat, then I'd rather choose a mouse. And there isn't any call for me to shout it For he will do as he do, do. And there's a no doing anything about Ooh, I it The rum tum tugger is a terrible bore Oh, when you let me in, then I want to go out I'm always on the wrong side of